Welcome to Family History, Genealogy Made Easy. I'm your host, Lisa Louise Cook. You probably have a lot of curiosity about your family history, but not a lot of time. And that's why I created this podcast. In each episode, I'm going to give you the tools that you need to uncover your family tree in quick and easy ways. In today's episode, I have a special treat for you. A bit of inspiration to keep you motivated in your quest for your family's history. A brand new television series is hitting the airwaves this month called Legend Seekers. And the executive producer, Ken Marks, is joining us here on the show to share his vision for the series and the role that you can play in bringing it to television. Legend Seekers is unique in that the family history stories that they research and bring to life are stories from you, the viewing audience. Not movie stars or rock stars, but everyday folks like you who have some extraordinary stories in their family tree. In our first segment, Ken talks about the pilot episode about the lively family massacre in Illinois and how he went about helping the TV execs understand the mass appeal of the show. The program, the pilot program that we put together in the Life of the Family Massacre is a, is a program that really appeals to many different audiences. You can become excited about the discovery process. You can become excited about the how-to uh, part of the genealogy as you take an ind- individual back through the process. Uh, you can get excited about the, the, the science. We have experts that come in and help with the, with the process. Or you can be interested in the history. Uh, because we do uh, a very accurate historical reenactment of the legend. Why in the world would anybody be in the inter- you know interested in the genealogy of an everyday person? And I responded, have you ever seen this old house? That's somebody remodeling their house. <laughs> and, and, it, and it has a broad audience. And, it, and ever since then, that's kind of stuck with me. That's the interest in the show. People are interested somebody else's genealogy because they can see parts of themselves in there. In our second segment, Ken talks about the genealogical serendipity that he and his crew found themselves tapping into throughout the production of the pilot episode and where he envisions the ideas for future episodes to come from. As a, a film producer and a television producer, I can tell you that I go out on any given project, and I can count on a certain amount of serendipity. In other words, I know, you know, I've got most of what I'm going to do. I may have a script. I may know, you know, I know certain parts of the puzzle, and I can count on a certain amount of things that are going to happen, you know, the right way. Some good luck. It's always been the design of the television series that the stories, because they're about ordinary, everyday people, the stories would come from the audience. So sit back and enjoy this sneak peek at the behind-the-scenes world of TV and listen closely because you're going to find out how you can become involved in this groundbreaking series. Ken J. Marks and his partner Frank Haney have pulled together a production crew who collectively hold nine regional Emmys and significant U.S. network and national cable credits. While Ken's video work is usually focused on corporate clients, the new series Legend Seekers is a unique opportunity to bring his interest in history and the family history stories of everyday folks to the screen. 
Here's my conversation with him. Well, Ken, I'm so glad that you could uh, join us today on the show. You know, genealogy is certainly experiencing a real boom right now. And, you know, there are some new shows coming online. Some of them are featuring celebrities and their family trees and all that. Your show, Legend Seekers, takes a different approach, and it focuses on the family histories of everyday Americans. And I think that is what is going to be so riveting about it. Tell us about Legend Seekers. Well, that, that's right. Legend Seekers is a program that focuses on the, uh, the genealogy discovery process of, of everyday ordinary people. And uh, uh, the, the thought really uh, for the program really came to me. Uh, we were traveling with some friends. Uh, we travel with these friends quite often. And every single trip that we have made typically involved a stop at a graveyard or a, or a cemetery somewhere. And the thought occurred to me at, at some point, geez, this would make a good idea for a TV show. And um, I came back, I wrote up a treatment, and then uh, uh, we put the team together and we went out and uh, found a legend that we thought would be a good good for a pilot. And then we found, we, we, we kind of reverse engineered the first show, found somebody that was related to that story, and, and, uh, and then filmed the a story of, of the discovery process back to the legend, and then we historically reenacted it. The way the show is will proceed forward is uh, we will meet people, they will tell us their, their legends, and then uh, we'll go through the discovery process. Right. Now, you said that, you know, you travel around and you stop at cemeteries. Is that because you've had some interest yourself personally in doing genealogy, or where did that come from? I'm not a genealogist. I, I have an interest in history, but uh, though this is clearly a, uh, I'm a, a television producer by 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 trade. I uh, I do uh, mostly corporate work, and uh, the the process of, of traveling with uh, a, a good friend of mine who's very interested in their genealogy that I became interested an interested observer. I guess I said, you know, the discovery process is pretty interesting. We were particular case, we were out looking for a graveyard, and, and you know, we had old maps and, and modern-day maps, and we're tr- making comparisons, we're traveling down roads that really weren't even there, and uh, and then resorted to getting out of the car and knocking on doors, literally, and saying, you know, do, do you know, did you recall if there was a, a graveyard here, or have you seen this road, or, you know, this type of process, it, it became fascinating to me, uh, the discovery process. And, 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 and so the program, the pilot program that we put together, the Lively Family Massacre, is a, is a program that really appeals to many different audiences. Uh, you can, you can be, become excited about the discovery process. You can become excited about the how-to uh, part of the genealogy as we take uh, an ind- individual back through the process. Uh, you can get excited about the, ex- the science. We have experts that come in and help with the with the process. Um, you know, historians or uh, restorationists, uh, uh, scientists, if required. And uh, or you can be interested from the history uh, because we do a, a, a very accurate historical reenactment of the legend, the family legend, uh, once discovered. Exactly. You know, it's interesting, as you mentioned all those elements, it reminds me of 
all of the most popular shows, everything from the history shows on the Discovery Channel to CSI and cold case shows. And yet, in a way, Legend Seekers kind of pulls all that together and makes it really real and makes it really feel like, wow, I, I may have just these kinds of stories and just these kinds of exciting adventures to go on uh, in my own family. And I, I think that's what's so riveting about it. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that we, we in, the, in the process of, of, of making the program and, and beginning to distribute it, uh, we've, had, we've had a lot of comparisons. Uh, people compare us, uh, the, the program concept to uh, history detectives. Uh, they compare it to Antiques Roadshow. Both of these shows are programs that center on the history of an object. I, like myself, like to compare it to this old house. I call it the this old house of genealogy. <laughs> In fact, the story is, occurs to me, when we first finished the pilot, we were immediately hopped in a, in a plane and went to New York, and, and we were trying to get appointments with some of the major cable channels that you mentioned, and uh, I remember one conversation in particular was, was why in the world would anybody be in the inter- you know, interested in the genealogy of a, you know, some everyday person, and I responded, have you ever seen this old house? Uh, I said, that's somebody remodeling their house, <laughs> their, you know, yeah. and, and, it, and it has a broad audience, and, and, and ever since then, that's kind of stuck with me, which is the... That's how this. That's the interest in this show. People are interested in, in somebody else's genealogy because they can see parts of themselves in there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I mentioned to you offline that I, I was in the PBS show Texas Ranch House. Uh, my family and I went on and did the living reenactment. It was part of the Frontier House series and everything. And and some genealogists even said to me, "Why in the world would you want to go out?" in Texas in 114 degrees and, and act like it's 1867. And, you know, and, and yet for me, it was just that ability to experience the real life and experiences of, of my ancestors, just everyday stuff, not some, you know, huge historical reenactment, but just what was it like every day. And, and there were so many exciting elements to it. And I think you're absolutely right. This old house is the perfect analogy for for the attraction I think that this show is going to have. And, and I'd love to know more about how you came to, I guess, select your first story, the, the Lively Family uh, Massacre. Where did that come from and, and how did it evolve? Well, uh, the, the idea for, for the whole program series quite literally was an inspiration <laughs> from the grave. I mean, we, we, as I mentioned, we were out looking for this particular graveyard with Part of uh, my friend's history. Uh, they are in part related to this story, and so when I came back to write the treatment, I was looking for a story that would be compelling and interesting, uh, but not something that was in, you know, in the recorded history. You know, certainly in widely recorded history, and uh, this seemed to fit the bill. And so, this was something, when you mentioned a treatment, you know, for those of us maybe who haven't been involved in the TV side of things, you basically write up like, what, a, a business plan or proposal for what this might look like in, in a TV show, and and you have to pitch that, I guess, to, to different folks. How did it come to um, be that you started working with PBS on this? Well, uh, we, we're not working with PBS. 
PBS per se. Oh, okay. PBS is the is the national or the federally funded um, network of of public television stations. But all the public television stations across the country are actually independent stations, and um, so they have the right to put their schedules together. Sometimes they take programming from the PBS network and air it as part of the network, but more often than not, they they combine that with their own schedule of shows. And we had always thought that this program was a good fit for PBS because of the because it this, the multi varied elements, you know, the how to parts and the and, and there's educational parts to the, to the program as well. And uh, so we thought it was a good fit. And uh, so what happened, and this is kind of in part due with uh, the downturn in the economy, um, we felt we couldn't pitch the, pro- the program series, uh, given the economy, to the to the big networks and to uh, the big corporations right now because it's a to underwrite the show because of the downturn in the economy. So we decided to take kind of a, a more grassroots approach and knock on doors, and that's quite literally what we started doing um, really only about six months ago. We started knocking on uh, individual public television station doors and saying, you know, take a look at this program. You might want to add it to your to your schedule. And no one said no. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> well, now, you're out of the Chicago area, right? And the lively story is um, one of Illinois. So did you start with some of your local stations then? We, yeah, we actually started... Started in uh, Indiana. Uh, I and my partner. Uh, we started with our where we went to college. I went to Southern Illinois University. My partner went to uh, Indiana University. And the first, they both have their own uh, have the public television station. So the first thing we did was start with our schools, and 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 we went to the public tele- television station there. We got a good reception. Uh, they put us on the air. Once they uh, agreed to put us on the air. Uh, it was pretty easy to walk to the next station and the next station. We now have actually scheduled all of Indiana, all of Illinois, uh, Nebraska. The state of Nebraska has picked us up. Uh, we just heard from the state of Michigan. Uh, they're picking us up. So, yes, all Midwest stations. We're going to take a short break to support our sponsors. I hope you'll take advantage of their terrific offers because they make this podcast possible. This is Lisa Louise Cook, and you're listening to Family History, Genealogy Made Easy. We're back, and I'm your host, Lisa Louise Cook. Now back to my conversation with Ken Marks, executive producer of the new television series, Legend Seekers. The first airing is starting uh, uh, on um, March 26th uh, in uh, Indianapolis. It'll be the first time it it appears on the air. Uh, But it's it's kind of a rapid-fire succession after that. Um, The rest of April and May, uh, it's starting to appear on stations uh, all across the Midwest. And just about five days ago, we got some extremely exciting news that I'd like to share with you. Um, we were picked up by NETA, NIDA, which is the 
National Educational Telecommunications Association. They are a major distributor of, major national distributor of programming to public television stations across the country. And uh, they heard about our program. I, actually, one of the TV stations uh, uh, that already had agreed to pick up our show recommended us. And they looked at the show and they said, we love it. And we worked out a deal with them and they have uh, agreed uh, next week it's going to be beamed up, uplink via satellite and offered to some 350 public television stations across the United States. So we're very excited. You must be very excited. So let me guess, this means that you don't necessarily have to knock on door to door, but you've actually got a distributor who can do some of that legwork for you. Exactly. Oh, how exciting. So now what does this mean that it's uh, beamed up into satellite? I mean, how, how could those listening find the show and watch the show? Well, it, it, because it's not the, the formal network as in PBS, what happens is the individual stations actually record the show off the, off the satellite and they put it into their into their library, and then they schedule the program when it fits into their individual schedule or where they think it fits best. So every station in every market would put it on at a different time. What people in the genealogy community can do and your listeners can do is if they want to see this program, they can they can do two things. One is they can familiarize themselves with what the program is, and they can find that out by going to our website which is uh, legendseekers.com. And two, they can contact the programming director at their local public television station and say, I've heard of this program. I'm very interested in it. Uh, I understand that it's provided to you by NETA, N-E-T-A, and uh, and there's a pretty good chance that the programming manager will listen to them. Great. Now, how can we find out who the, the local stations are and how, who the right person is to contact? Oh, it's very easy. You, you go on the web, uh, type in your city uh, and public television, and, and, and uh, you will get back the name of the, the television station that serves you. If you click on then their website, uh, all of them will have a either contact us or staff directory and look for the programming manager or call the station and say, may I speak to the programming manager? And either leave them a message or write them an email. Uh, in any event, one of those methods will, will get through. Oh, that is so exciting. Congratulations on getting that kind of distribution. I I think it's it's incredibly exciting because it's really going to be incorporating the stories of any of us out there who are doing our own research. And, and that brings me to the idea of... Um, the the lively story that you did. Now, first, I, I wanted just to cover, tell us the format of the show. is It's a half-an-hour show, is that right? Yeah, it, it, it's a half-hour show, and, and we describe it as a kind of a hybrid between reality television and historical reenactment. It's kind of mixing the best of both worlds. Uh, the, the way the format of the show works is we, we meet an, an ordinary person, uh, in the Lively Family Massacre, we meet Pam Frazier, uh, who is a descendant of the, the Lively family, in a diner. And uh, we sit down in a diner and start. our host, Donna Davis, starts an interview with Pam Frazier and, and, and starts asking questions about the family and, 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 the, and the legend. And quite literally, 
using you know today's technology, sits down has a laptop at the computer and, and immediately goes online and finds some census records related to her family. Um, the show with them proceeds to go to a courthouse to look up uh, land plat. Uh, we find a probate from the family that was massacred. You know, learn something about that. Uh, we proceed on uh, from there to find the location of a cabin. Uh, that was lived in by one of the relatives. We go out and uh, also seek out a grave of one of Pam's uh, more near relatives. Uh, the search then leads us down to southern Illinois where we meet with a professor who's an expert of, of the area and uh, and that point in history. And uh, with his help, we discover a letter that was written to William Clark from the Lewis and Clark expedition, and it was a report on uh, Indian affairs at the time. And the exciting thing about this find was Pam and and the show was, was able to discover not only the this family name, the Lively family, but the actual name of the American Indians who conducted the massacre. And it was the Kickapoo Indians, and the and the name of the the actual name of the Indian was. Little Deer. It was a party led by Little Deer. Wow. Uh, now, I have to stop right at this moment to make sure I say that uh, Professor Wagner, who is our expert in the show, presents in the show a very balanced uh, portrayal of what was going on at that time and that, uh, you know, American Indians, the atrocities committed by the American Indians, and, and as portrayed in this story, were. Uh, the type of thing that happened on both sides. In other words, the settlers and the uh, rangers committed an equal amount of atrocities on the American Indians. You know, it's always important, to, I think, to, to uh, make sure that there's that balanced portrayal because, in fact, the Indians were really only defending their territory at that time, and many times they were only doing to others what it actually what it was done to them. Right, right. So... It sounds like the person who's watching this show is really going to be learning a lot of the techniques that you guys walked through and did all along the way. Um, did you know when you started the the story how it was going to turn out? Or, I mean, did you have to do all the uh, investigation ahead of time and then kind of put it back together? Or did you actually make those, some of those discoveries right along the way? We knew some pieces of the puzzle, but... But it, it clearly, it, it, it definitely has a reality a- aspect. We definitely discover things in route. And, and as an aside, as a, a film producer and a television producer, I can tell you that I go out on any given project and I can count on a certain amount of serendipity. In other words, I know, you know, I've got most of what I'm going to do. I may have a script. I may know, you know, I know certain parts of the puzzle and I can count on a certain amount of things that are going to happen, you know, the right way. Some good luck. Yeah. I guess I, is the way I would, would call it. I can tell you that on this project, it was more like divine intervention. <laughs> I, we clearly had things that, I mean, finding this uh, Lewis and Clark letter, um, you know, no one knew about this. And this clearly came out of the, out of the woodwork. Wow. Um, you know, we... We find the, the, the location of, of the Lively's graves. They're 200-year-old graves, and they're still still there. There's some really remarkable things that, that happened in 
graveyard. I'm getting to the point where I, I listen to a lot of inspiration that comes along the, the path, let me just say it that way. Sounds like you're uh, catching the bug, too. <laughs> and I and I think, you know, gosh, that whole idea of serendipity, anybody listening who does genealogy knows what a factor that plays. Thank goodness it does, but you never know when it's going to come or how it's going to come and, and how exciting that it's kind of shown itself throughout your production as well. Well, we've, we have been in too many, too many uh, cemeteries and graveyards already where uh, we're looking for a particular grave and there's you know maybe there's thousands out there and you know it always happens that we manage to go almost right to the right spot yeah without doing the full search and i and i'm sure your listeners can relate to that oh absolutely I hope you've enjoyed this unique look at the new television series, Legend Seekers. I think this series offers such a unique opportunity for everyone to understand and appreciate family stories and legends and make the effort to research them and record them. And then I hope that you will encourage your friends who are interested in family history to listen to the podcast. It's about sharing what you know and connecting with your family history as well as other folks doing genealogy research, so I hope that you'll pass this on. And another way to stay connected is to subscribe to the podcast for free through iTunes. And if you're enjoying the show, you can help share it with others by leaving a five-star positive review in iTunes so others will be encouraged to give the show a try. And for that, I thank you. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. You'll find the show notes for this episode, which include all the links I've talked about at my website, genealogygems.com. And there you'll also discover a lot more tips and tools for finding your family history in my podcasts, the blog posts, books, and videos. Become a Genealogy Gems premium member, and you're also going to get access to exclusive content like my full-length video classes and the premium podcast episodes. We have a new one of those coming out every month. Now, if you have any questions about this episode, or if you'd like to share your experiences on how the podcast has impacted your own family history journey, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at genealogygemspodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 925-272-4021 and we might just play it here on the show. Thanks so much for listening, friend. I'll talk to you soon.